Hello, my name is Luke Brown. I'm a sports coach from the UK with a football and sports science background. Welcome to my podcast, A Journey Through Sport. On this podcast, myself and guests reflect and share our experiences working in sports. Hopefully listeners can use these experiences of others and apply it to their own work in sport or day-to-day life. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Sport. Again, thank you for all your feedback and comments about the previous episodes. Um, remember to follow our page on Instagram, uh, Facebook and Twitter, all A Journey Through Sport podcast. And we're always looking for new guests, so if you'd like to tell your journey in sport, then you're always welcome. Um, this week is a, or oh, this episode is a special episode as we're going to look towards mental health. And I have a special guest, Warren Clark. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Luke. And yourself? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, what have you been up to in like lockdown and stuff? Uh, yeah, well, you know how it is. It's just trying to kind of keep your, your sanity by keeping yourself occupied in various different ways. Uh, I've picked up my running again, so I've ended up losing quite a bit of weight and getting healthy. So I'm coming, I'm coming for you. Yeah, it's not hard, mate. Not hard at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been for a couple of runs now because I've got a. I've had a bad knee and like lower back's always in pain. But I've been sorting that out. You know what? I've been going you know what that is. Through. Yeah, the bows. No, that's old age, mate. Don't get old. No. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, don't, don't. That's that's, uh, that's a horrible thought, mate. Thirty next year. <laughs> yeah, the big three zero. Yeah. Yeah, when you're like when you're eight, don't you remember going like. Oh, I'd tell you time you'd be 18. Yeah, yeah. And when you was yeah. 18, you was thinking, wow, 30 is really old. And then, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm 35. And when you get to 35, you're like, yeah, I still feel young. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, well, I've still got, the, I've got that bit to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> 30, 35, though. Yeah, yeah. Old geezer now. Yeah, geez. How many, how many years have I known you then? Six, seven years. Yeah, yeah, at least. Yeah, jeez. It's probably longest, young... to be honest. Yeah, it might be seven, seven eight years, actually. The young pup then when I first met you. Yeah. Oh, you. Well, I was going to say I had hair back then, but I didn't, and I still don't, so. <laughs> Have you always rocked that Dwayne Johnson haircut, didn't you? The old, <laughs> the <old rock. laughs> no, that was not by choice. That's what you call a receding hairline. Oh, make it was more like a Racine and Boris Johnson. <laughs> I'd be grateful oh, for that if I could have that. No, I've, 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 I think I've got about two haircuts left, mate, before mine go. Uh, so I've, I've, I've made the, I've, I think I've got a haircut because my barber changed just before the, like the lockdown, like he left. So I went to him around the corner, and like he just he went to town on it, and then that was it. I thought this is it. <laughs> It's never Two coming back. Cuts left. Two haircuts left, and that's me. I have to go for the Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, getting back on track. Um, so, reason why we've said this is a special one because um, I'm not actually the host today. Warren's making his host debut. Podcast debut. And, 
Yeah, his podcast, uh, podcast debut overall, mm. isn't it? Have you been on the podcast before? No, never, never. Not so, so we can't plug that. Then. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> It'll probably be my last after this. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll try and. Uh, I'll hope it won't be that bad for you. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about me. Yeah. yeah, obviously we'll get you on. Yeah, like I said, we'll definitely get you on in a couple of episodes' time as well to talk about your journey in sport. Yeah. Would be good. Yes, you were, yeah, because you, you're a mentor to me, I guess. You were the first coach I worked with at Cholton. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Yeah. So I learned a lot. Yeah. So definitely, definitely get you on. Yeah, well, like I said, it would be uh, great, to, great to be on. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a pleasure to have you on now. So Warren's going to be the guest and um, host. Host, sorry, host. I'm going to be the guest. But we're not, I'm not going to talk about, although we have sport in it, we're not going to talk about my uh, sport journey. Um, a couple of years ago, I suffered from depression, which um, yeah, which affected me greatly because I've, yeah, I guess, I've, yeah, rock bottom, I guess is the word. So we're going to talk about that. And then the aim of this episode then is to raise awareness. And even if I can like reach out to one person and help them out, and I think it's done its job. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, I think, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, but I think definitely you need to raise awareness of mental healthness and what it can do to you. And also, just to cut in there, it's something like we're trying to give, or you're trying to give an insight through sharing your story, giving an insight into how it feels and the thought processes that that you go through before you're in an episode or after you're having a a, a, a tough period as as well as um kind of giving some examples of what may help you deal with some of the episodes that you may have um better yeah, no, yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah, and hopefully, and like we said, then hopefully, if people do listen to it and they are going, hopefully, they're not going through a bad time, but if they are, they might look at it and go, Yeah, that, that could work for me, or they can adapt those ideas and, and stuff. I suppose the best thing to do is to jump straight into the, the deep end and talk about your depression really, how you identified you were suffering from depression and some of the share maybe share some of the stories of what it was like when you was going through it. Yeah, so I think so obviously this is just this is me, this is what I've I've been through. I know with depression everybody's everybody's different. Mm. Um but I think with me I felt it didn't just come on, it built it definitely built up. Um I remember like before like the obviously we'll get to that part, but before I like hit I don't know if rock bottom's the right word to be honest. I mean it was yeah. I guess it would be. I'm, I'm trying to think of a better word for a rock mm. bottom. But I think that that was building up over 18 months. Okay. 
I remember when it first first died. Doubts going to your head, but you you, you kind of shake it off, go because you don't. Obviously, then I've, I've never suffered from depression before that. I, I didn't know what depression was, or what the uh, signs were, or anything like that. So I was just like, oh, it's just a maybe a bit of stress or or whatever it is. I'll, I'll be fine. Mm. But then actually, I didn't deal with that. And it just built up. And it built up and it built up. So and then just, when, when you mentioned about signs, what were some of the signs that you would attribute to the depression for for you? So for, yeah, for me, um, I think at first there was literally, a, like I said, I see the doubt in your head. So you just like you don't know, you question everything you're doing. Okay. Whether that's obviously coaching or whatever you're studying, you just question it and saying, "Can I? Can I do that?" And then again, like I said, you don't deal with it. Um, you get quite stressed, so you're always on a. Basically, you're on a like a. So I was always on like a. Um, that's what I'm looking for there. I was on a, always on a knife's edge. Like I was like a ticking time bomb, like in terms of stress and irritation. Mm. I got irritated quite easily. I got quite stressed quite easily. Um, constantly feeling down. So normally, normally you'd have. It's natural. Everyone would have like a down day here and there. Yeah. But then it 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 would be like three four days. You'll have down days. Okay. Then it's, and then those those turn into weeks. I mean, it's, it's not for me. I, I couldn't sleep. Um, I couldn't. If I didn't eat well either, um, I think the biggest one for me also uh, every every morning was a was a f- physical mental fight just to get up. Like I just didn't want to get up. Yeah. Not not because I'm lazy. I just did not want to get up, and I really had to physically and men- mentally push myself just to get out of bed because I didn't. I wasn't looking forward to towards the day. I wasn't looking forward, and sometimes the days would be nothing, nothing con. Like I'd just be chilling out for the day and stuff. But I just, yeah, there'd be days where I'd literally have to, literally pull myself out of bed, and that's no, yeah, that's no way to. So, live. were there any coping mechanisms that you can maybe tell tell us about that enabled you to pull yourself out of bed? Was there something you thought of in particular or was it something that you would say to yourself that would make you think now's the time I'm going to get out of bed um, I... no I don't, don't think there was to be honest I don't think that's what I think that's probably what my biggest problem is I didn't have a coping mechanism for any of it and then that's what built up um, it like I said it should be a, a fist fight to get out and that that would be it and then you're drained for the rest of the day. So it wasn't like a, a mechanism or anything to get me out of bed. I guess it, it just happened because I guess I had to get out of bed, I guess. Yeah. I, I guess I had to get out because I had work or university or doing something. But normally I would, like if the alarm goes off or sometimes I don't even send an alarm, I'll be up and I'll be out. But you just lay there. Like, yeah, literally staring at a ceiling, 
just thoughts going through your head. You trying to overcome the bad thoughts. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So, do you feel as though when you were suffering from a, an episode um, that it made you kind of like act differently towards your friends and family? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd isolate. So when you say isolate, do you mean like? Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Um, not because I didn't want. Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't want to talk to people. I didn't want to talk to people. I just wanted to be alone, which is dangerous. Because you're then you're all you're doing is you're stuck in a room with with a voice in your head that's that's bringing you down. So, and it, so yeah, I'd lock away, lock myself away in a room. I would, like I said, I wouldn't reply back to messages if people made events. Like, I think I remember once, a couple of lads wanted to go to a cricket, and I was, I said like, I said I'll go, and then I pulled out like a day before, mm. and just made up some bull, like bullshit excuse. I can't remember what it was, but yeah, well, I would. Yeah, I just literally wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to anyone. And and then again, yeah, and, it just builds up a problem. And yeah, that's what I probably should have. Obviously, reflecting back on it, I should have spoke to spoke about to somebody. But yeah, I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to talk. Didn't want to. Yeah, didn't want to do anything with anyone. And and do you feel as though you may have lost some friends? Um, as a result of of that, yeah, no, no yeah, I have. Because um, when you're, so for me, you, you, like, you have these, um, I guess the, the, the yeah, you make these scenarios up in your head. Then I think that's what that's what happened with me in depression. Like, you, these scenarios come up. You, you obviously you you play to these scenarios and well you might think it's like a really bad situation it's not but because you're in that kind of you're in that way it looks a hundred times worse so if you're so example if you were to message someone who didn't reply back then you take that the wrong okay. way where normally you are like i wouldn't if someone didn't reply back they don't reply back that's just water for a duck's back for me i don't, yeah. I don't mind um but if do you know, do you, but yeah, do you know what I mean. So you're, yeah, yeah. It was, it was hard because then, yeah. I guess you don't feel you didn't, yeah, didn't feel. Actually, you didn't, didn't want to be with anyone. You didn't want to talk to people. So I'm not sure if I made situations up in my head where they didn't want to be like hang about with me or whatever it was. I don't think I ever did that. Mm. But yeah, definitely lost lost friends during that period. I think I guess we'll get onto it later on. The lost friends once I came out and said, "What's going on?" Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, not not because I think it's because they probably didn't know how to handle depression. Not because of anything else. Um, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I missed out on so much before that period. Like during that period, yeah. like I missed that a lot. And 
And how does that make you feel? You know, you um, you said that you lost some friends during that period. We'll we'll talk in further detail about um, how how you feel about the friends you lost once you told them about you were suffering from depression. But I just wanted to know how it felt or how it feels. Sorry, to look back at that that kind of period where you lost your friends. Is it a case of you understand why you may have lost them like on their part or do you feel guilty like from within yourself that you're solely responsible for, for for making them not want to be your friend sort of thing yes I guess yeah, because I didn't, I didn't reply to any messages or anything like that. Because um, again, I didn't want to, but I wasn't strong enough to go out and talk to someone and say, this is what's happening. As much as I wanted to, I just didn't feel... But yeah, very hard to get stuff out. Um, I guess, yeah, I feel, I feel guilty and ashamed. I feel ashamed and guilty of the whole thing, really. With everything of what happened then, because... Yeah, because I guess you look back, I'm, well, I need to tell people now, I'm fine now, there's nothing, different person to what I was a couple of years ago, and you look back at it now, and you're just like, what what, what, what are you playing at, Luke? What, what the fuck is going on there? Mm. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, I feel guilty and, guilty and ashamed. Do you still feel guilty and ashamed? Um, Yeah, what happened, yeah. Of, I mean, of how I felt, yeah. Not what happened, okay. how I felt. Yeah, because like I said, I missed out on so much. Probably made people around me's life a misery because I was always in a bad mood. When I say bad mood, not being angry, I was just always depressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, for for me personally, um, I, c- I can understand why you would feel um, embarrassed and ashamed, but I, I do honestly feel that because it's such a, you know, like a tough illness to to have, it's, I I don't feel as though it's rational to feel embarrassed and ashamed, because it's like, if you was to have another medical condition, um, you know, that was debilitating, say, um, yeah, let's just say you had a debilitating condition. I I couldn't see how it would be rational to feel embarrassed and ashamed at having that debilitating condition because, like with mental health, it more often or not is not under your control. Yeah, 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 that's true. But I guess there's, that's that stigma. I guess that people talk about and what you see on adverts. And... Mm. This mental health awareness week, but yeah, just I think I feel ashamed because it just wasn't me, and I allowed myself. I mean, I didn't willingly, obviously, allow myself to get into that kind of shape, mental shape. But obviously, because it was down to me, it went down to anybody else. It was me. Do you feel as though there are some? maybe to use a coaching term some triggers 
that will facilitate the onset of a an, an episode where you have something happen to you and that will make you go into a period of or an episode of depression. Yeah, so I think at the start there was, and then after that, then it just come and goes when it pleased. Um, so yeah, I guess see, uni- university was quite stressful. Mm-hmm. Obviously, work and money, I guess, was mm. was one. Um, see, coaching because at first it was kind of an escape yeah. coaching. And then it became part of it. And well, we'll talk about I want because I want to touch on the the coaching aspect and how the difficulties that you may have faced whilst coaching. But I just want to kind of drill down a little bit more on on the triggers. So, is there any specific example that you are able to give? that may shed some light onto the the process of feeling okay, something happens and then that triggers the the episode and then how you got through it. Um I'm not not too sure to be honest because honestly there'll be times where I'd walk around the corner. Oh really? Just wow. me. But I'd I'd literally walk around the corner and I'd just feel feel like shit. But nothing's happened in that space yeah. I haven't been thinking about anything. See, um, that's so crazy because I've I've I don't have mental health health issues, but for for me in my head, I would think of it as though you're having a good day and you mentioned something about bills and maybe I got an, an email from something I subscribed to that um, said that my, my PayPal automatic renewal of something's come out. And then that might've made me think, Oh my goodness, I've got no money. I forgot about this renewal and now I've got even less money. And then that might in my head would have, could have triggered a, 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 an episode, but the fact that you said yeah. that just you can remember an occasion where you walked around the corner and felt rubbish after walking around the corner just seems so so scary. Yeah, I guess because there were other things like that, like you'd get an email from uni about deadlines and stuff like that. But but then there's obviously the potential. And to what cope would with that. what would be those coping mechanisms that you found useful? That, that would be for me. That'd be like organisation and and stuff like that, making a plan on how to deal with it, because they're okay. they're practical things you can deal with. But obviously, when you're in such a low mood, like I said, you're a ticking time bomb, in that kind of sense. Like, I don't mm. know how you're gonna feel. Like one minute you can be laughing, and next night you might you might see something on social media about mental health. You might like you just might be talking to a mate, and they might say something about mental health. Like, and then people saying, oh. People have got mental health issues that like they're weak in the head. Like that that brings me down because I don't. I, don't I, I have to. I have to agree with you on that. I I honestly believe that people that suffer from mental health issues are actually very strong because to be able to 
just by listening to what you've been telling me, the the self doubt and all the negative emotions that are swelling around in your head, to be able to live with that on a daily basis and still be able to get through the other side shows, in my opinion, tremendous strength. Yeah, like what you're getting as well, like every day, in terms of like sort of like the mood swings as well, is like every day is a mental fight. So you can only you can only yeah. fight for so long before, obviously, fight for long before you get into a bad mood or you fight too, obviously, and you just keep, you know, and it does it just it mentally, mentally yeah. fatigues you. That constant fight, that constant... It's not a... I wish because it wasn't schizophrenic or anything like that. But it's... Like I said to you the other day, it's like... Like like Gollum. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best way to describe it. One minute you're, you're happy and then the next... You are, you are this completely different person who... Like you said, depressed. Like you're, you're walking down the road and... Or at a train station. This probably sounds bad, but... Thinking I, I could jump in front of that train quite easily and what do you feel stopped you from doing that I don't know I don't know because there are times when I stood at the edge of a train platform and the train's been coming there's times where you just stand by the side of the road and you want to run into a car or, or jump in front of one I don't know, I guess it's that. Maybe, maybe it's always because I wanted to get better, maybe. Mm. Like, like we said, it's yeah. between good and evil. I was always on that good side. Although I was on a knife's edge. And maybe that, that, that spark, I guess. Or well, there was just that little bit of, I guess, hope, maybe. Yeah. Just that, I guess, yeah, voice in your head that, that tells you don't do it. Or, or well, was there ever a time something. when you was going through those, when those thoughts were going through your head, sorry, and you may have thought of, I don't know, like family members or some friends or something mm-hmm. like that, that kind of put, that you may feel were partially responsible for you not going through the whole process or did that just not enter your head at all no because you're, you're in you're in a cage mm. fight you're literally you're fighting you're fighting for your own life like mentally fighting for your own life there was no and, and i guess this is what i hate as well when people say it's selfish like it's, it's, it's not selfish. Yeah. you're not doing it on purpose I guess you are if you want like but not in terms of I'm not doing it mm. to spite someone like that it doesn't it doesn't cross your mind because you're like you said you're, you're fighting you're fighting you're, you're actually fighting for your own life and you've got to use everything to to try and stop it maybe if I did go down that route probably things might have probably been a lot easier to to stop take a step back and think but 
feel like I got involved in too many fist fights and took, yeah, I guess took a bit of a, a pasting from a lot of them. But you was, you know, showed the, the strength and mental fortitude to come through the other side. And that's one thing that's very important to, to remember, you know, um, no matter how low you felt, we're still here having this conversation, which is, in my opinion, a, a positive, a positive outlook or yeah, outlook to 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 kind of help. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. You're right. It's yeah, yeah. It's been a long road, but definitely in the yeah, much, well, yeah, much, 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 much better person. Or um, yeah, much much better now because, like I said, I don't I don't yeah. suffer from it now. I have low days. I think like, like everyone does, but it's not. Oh, I'm going to hurt mm. myself or something like that. It's give me a day or so, and I'm back bright as rain. But um, but yeah, like yeah, it was just a process. But I didn't I think I left it too late to sort that process out. Or well, not. I should have done it a lot sooner if I left it. Like, yeah. As you mentioned earlier, that football was a release, but then it became um, part of the part of the, the the problem, part of the triggers. And I just wanted to know how how you you kind of handled being in that environment because when you're coaching you're around other people so when you mentioned about not wanting to be with other people but then you had to you was forced to be with other people how, how did how did that feel and yeah how did that feel uh, so yeah that was horrible so I yeah I fell out, I fell out of love with football big time um, fair money to be fair money just getting it back. Um, so the days, so the days when I was okay, they were fine, but when the days when you're like low, you're thinking, oh, I just can't, can't be mm. fucked, you can't be bothered. But you know, I guess like the alternative is not to do the session, but then what you do be stuck in a room with you yeah. again with your faults. You really have to like. So for me, I really had to psych, psych myself up to do it. Really like, really like proper grind, uh, like put shifting just to so put how a session did you... in, like mentally. And then I'd feel like at the end of it, I'd feel like shit, oh really? Like, I'd feel drained big time. I'd like I'd literally just have to keep just men- mentally reinforcing, like be okay with. Can't get up for it, Luke. Let's let's do it. And then as soon as that session's finished, just like oh yeah, felt like yeah, just felt like I was being crushed. It was oh, it was horrible. I've got a couple of questions I wanted to ask off the back of that of that example that you gave us. And the first question is: Do you feel as though the players? Noticed that you was going for anything. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it was hard not to notice, I think. Really? Yeah, so I remember doing a session once and I... So this is after I hit... Like, this was when I was in that worst period. I think I went up to a session. I didn't even say... Like, I think I started my intro and that was it. I just stood there for 90 minutes, wherever it was. I didn't even say anything. And I just got my bag and left. Yeah. And often I got a few messages then. But then you just got to say, yeah, I'm okay. You can't say, oh, no. Or I say wrong, but... You just think, you're just, I was like, that was a bad place. I was just yeah. thinking, I don't want to be there. I don't want to do that. I was thinking negative, really negative thoughts. How how did the, the messages kind of make you feel? Was you, was it a case of, like what you mentioned before, feeling ashamed that you were depressed and you were allowed your emotions to come through in your session to the extent that the players picked up on it? Or was it a case of, oh, I'm I'm glad somebody's noticed, but then now I feel like I am unable to talk to them about it because of you, you know your position as a manager in the football team. I mean, now I feel bad about it, but then like I said, such a low point. Mm. I don't want to talk to anyone. When I got a message, like, look, I've got I had nothing personal against any players. Obviously, when you're that low, I was just like, oh, leave me alone. Just please mm. leave me alone. And I didn't think, oh, well, they care or felt ashamed. I just, just wasn't in that mindset okay. to do that. Wasn't in the mindset to say, like, yeah, right. Well, yeah, I just wasn't in that mindset to think about anything like that. I just wanted to be left alone, wanted to get out of there. I don't think I even went straight home after that. I just walked. And what what did you what did you hope to achieve from the walking? Um, was there any intended outcome from it at all, or or, or what? Yeah, a negative one. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to end it then and there. Well, once again, I always come back to the the same line that you showed the resilience to, you know, not not go go through with it, and there was something within you that prevented you from from doing it which is thankful because it seems like you know as you said before you're you're in a better position um, you know physically and mentally um, but what one question that I was going to ask about the football before we move on to another aspect of your journey and story was or is was there ever a time when you weren't looking forward to the session, you was feeling low, but then done the session and then ended up feeling good as as a result of it, kind of like your worries were temporarily displaced during and maybe for 
a, a short or medium long period of time afterwards. I think at the start mm-hmm. it, was, it was like an escape. Then when you get if you drowned in it, then there isn't one that stood out and gone like a I'm gonna say like a eureka moment. But I can't remember one session where I felt low come out feeling like great. Um, yeah, I don't think one session stands out to be honest over that over that little period. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't. No, no, I don't. There, no, there's not one. There, there, there may have been, but there's no. Like defining moment where I can think back yeah. and going, yep, that was it. But which I guess that's a shame. Yeah, fake, fake, how are you feeling at the moment about it? It sounds sounds quite tough. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. It's like I said, if it can help somebody out, it's fine because I can, I can, I can think about this, and I know it's get a bit emotional about it, but but it doesn't really. I think that's mm. as much as it affects me now. So which, which is which is good. That's what you get taught to do, yeah. which is and, good. And that's what I suppose this is all about: is you know trying to hopefully help somebody because what you're saying may resonate with somebody out there and maybe they might draw inspiration from what you're hearing and what they're hearing from your story and think you know maybe I can apply some of the pointers that you've made and to to their own situation and it might might help them um Yeah, yeah, I hope, look, I hope so. Yeah, I, hope, I mean, obviously, definitely. I hope that nobody's going through anything. But if they are, then yeah, 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 that'd be. Hopefully, I'll, like you said, I can. They, they yeah. can take ideas and adapt from it. Or so you're talking like a stuff, coach there, yeah. nicking nicking ideas and using it your in your own way to make it work. Yeah. <laughs> you, you taught me that. Let's mate. not name any names. <laughs> But what, what, one thing I wanted to ask as well is just the questions kind of come to my head now in that little discussion that we had there. And it was, do you feel as though if you had heard somebody else's story, like how you're telling your story, that that may have helped you in some way? Yeah, massively. Because I didn't. I don't think I heard anything. Because, like, see, you don't know what. Because you've never mm-hmm. suffered from it before. You don't. You don't know what it is. So you, you might just like says might think it's. Um, like you could, like said a bit of stress or whatever it is or just a bit down, it'll pass. So I'd like. I didn't really look, which again is probably a, probably a bad thing to do. I just yeah. thought, well, do you know, what? it'll pass. I'll be all right. Obviously, I am all right now, but I went through the absolute ringer to get there. But I think listening, yeah, definitely listening to some someone. 
um, would have, um, or something like a podcast or <coughs> read a book because it's only, only it's so it's not been long where it's all been it's like social media. Yeah. It's attract social media attention. See, so it's only recently you're seeing a lot of posts about social like mental health awareness week and it's only been recent so i don't think that was i didn't see any of that on social media or all so yeah but i think yeah definitely if if someone has spoke as always it whether it's coaching or and i think that's what's good about the podcast to do now where people talk you think oh yeah Mm. i'll do that or you know i could actually try that and so i've always been that person where if I see something I like it, or well, I talk to someone saying, "Well, could I, could I try and get that in?" So I've, I've always been that kind of person because I've always wanted to learn. So I think, yeah, it definitely would have helped me in yeah. some way. Well, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a pity that you wasn't able to get that kind of exposure one way or another. Um, but there are. Yeah, but again, but again, I think yeah, I think that was down to me though, because again, you, yeah. you just I was just drowned in it. I just couldn't, I just couldn't see because... a way out. Or well, the only way out I could see was obviously a, uh, obviously ending it all. But I just couldn't see. Um, yeah, it's like I guess yeah. it's just like someone's got their foot on you constantly. I just can't get up. That's that's how I felt. I felt felt like I've been it on the canvas, and I just can't can't get up you can't you can't make sense of anything couldn't go away and be proactive you always i guess more yeah. probably more reactive than proactive so so do you know of any and it's podcasts yeah, it's difficult that are available now or any books that you may have read or been um directed to so no one i did read it's not really a mental health book, but it was. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Charlie? No, Spedding, I haven't. The uh, marathon runner. So he got a book. He was he. I don't know if he won bronze or gold in the. Uh, when was it? Eighty eight or eighty four Olympics. In in Seoul or ninety two or whenever it was, but he like. And I always look. I don't know why. I always look back at this. He. So after he would, uh, this is after he medaled at the Olympics. He's doing a marathon and he's and he uh, ran up to the top. So he's doing a hill session, I think, and he couldn't do it. But he told himself, "Look, once we've trained for this marathon, we've done it. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You've done." So he he's trained for it. He's done it. Oh, and really? After that, he just wasn't the same. And then he had to go through a, a process of. Yeah. changing what he did like his thought process and I think I always I don't know why always related to that always yeah that real always that's always stuck strong maybe it's me. the runner inside of you because obviously maybe because obviously when you're doing a well the hill sessions are horrible and you think yeah if I just do this I'll get through it but for him for that to happen but it's had such a a um, obviously a negative effect on him because I think he done a because in that Olympics it was really hot so he didn't I don't think he done a warm up he was he was all mental pro he was really mental um, preparation during that during that race and if I think I think I think it was third he finished okay but no it's a yeah. really interesting book 
But for, but for that, for me, I don't. But I can't trigger a point. Yeah. Where where are we going up the hill? And if I get through this, that's me finished. I can't. That's the only thing that maybe annoys me about that. But mm. it's something that's always stuck with me. Yeah, because I've read a book about um, one person's in journey to discover um, their or various coping mechanisms and what they believe to be key aspects into potential um, onset of depression. And that was a book by a guy called Johan Hari called Lost Connections. And two of the pointers that really kind of stuck out to me was um, value. So the value of... uh, uh, So I'll I'll tell like a a story. So basically, there was a guy in a Southeast Asia village and this village didn't have the word depression. It didn't exist in their culture. Um, Not to say that depression didn't exist, but the word, as we would call it in the Western world, um, didn't exist. And there was a a guy there who suffered from what we would know as depression but where they didn't have any drugs to give this person they gave this person a cow and the the guy who received the cow started to show signs of recovery because there was a a purpose and a value and those were the the two pointers in the book that stuck out to me um the 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 guy who received the cow now had the purpose which was looking after the cow and and tending to it and making produce from it and the value that the, the person received from looking after an animal and being able to create produce from it, it you know it gave him a sense of of achievement and made him feel more a higher level of self-worth and that I found was really was really prominent from from the book and that's why I asked the question about the the coaching and whether when you went to the session feeling low did did you come out at the end of it um, feeling good because um, I was hoping that maybe you felt as though you'd done a, a good session or the reaction from the players was good and that may have helped you to feel better about yourself and feel like you've achieved something worthwhile in the sense of helping players enjoy their time. I think, I just think during that period though, it's just that my, I see you just everything's fuzzy. I was just drowned, drowned in it all, so I couldn't really, yeah. I couldn't make sense of anything. But when I, so when yeah. I did say caption, like I said I left Charlton. I remember I was also coaching a uni team. I left there. Um, I also. 
And then obviously that's when I got that the coaching gig in Australia. And I guess that would be okay. my, what you're talking about then. That was definitely because I really enjoyed. That's when I started to fall up, fall back in love with football. I think. That's when I started to to really thoroughly enjoyed. Because yeah. in that period there, I just I just reflected on everything. Wrote things down of what I'll change. Kept it simple. What I'd do, like, obviously, what I'd do differently, what I'd keep doing. And then, yeah, really, like I said, a lot of that, that year, I had the, probably the best. Well, my best coaching year, definitely. But I guess that's from, I guess maybe it's probably what you're saying, but more, probably a more long cycle of it, an extended version of it. Because, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed coaching. I said I wouldn't just concentrate on the football. Obviously, obviously that was the main objective was the football sessions and what I was putting on and the way I delivered. But then I started to obviously have that purpose and value of coaching, obviously developing everything else of that of that player. So like I've said before, I'd like I'd have like, so definitely the social and the psychological side. So I'd, I'd do different sessions about for um, psychological. I'd have for social I'd like a handshake with every player so with every different player that everyone there would have nicknames we'd do we'd do games um, social games where just like a basic one just get a dice have six questions and whatever that dice rolled okay. on but whatever number it rolled on you'd answer that question and you can make them, you can make them as serious or yeah. as silly as you want depending on what your group of players are and it's really 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 changed my whole perspective on on football, maybe, yeah, maybe life as well. So I guess that would be probably be yeah. my cow moment. And, I guess. And do you feel as? So you was able to get to that point due to the fact that you changed your environment completely. So, yeah, if I, if I take it back, so, I think, so, rock bottom, two days before Christmas, I think I tried to end it all. Yeah. And something stopped me. And then, so I obviously knew something, obviously, then you're like, oh shit, I need to, I need to do something here. So then I started talking to the chaplain at yeah. Dalton, um, Catherine Sells. And she was a great help. And we, we were talking and she would encourage me to to get a network of, of people. Um, or no, she, yeah, a network of people I could t- like tell and trust. A... Um, A uh, go to the doctor. Um, I'll obviously tell. How did they take it? What's going on? Well, but it, I mean, they took it well. But I mean, that was the hardest, I think, hardest conversation I ever had to have. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. But I told my mum first. And then I think a couple of days later, I told told me, "Oh man, because obviously, like you say, you love him, didn't you? So you can't 
ขึ้นอ๋อขึ้นอยู่บนสวิตช์นี่ก่อนเฟลไม่อาจจะเป็นอะไรสักอย่างแต่มาสิฟมือออกจากขวาเลยเ
and then he will. So I think the doctor was a bit rude to be honest. I didn't, I didn't like him. He was a bit. I mean, maybe I was a bit. I didn't know what was going to go. Okay. On. I've never been in that situation before. Um, so I then went to. Then you get a phone call. So the first. So although you've had this connection of people, you then get a phone call from. Oh right, mine called you. Yeah. From mine. Well, it's, it's someone. I can't remember who it was, but you're like you're. Then have to tell them what's been going on. Which is which is quite difficult to a stranger. And then then they make a decision whether to put you to mine, or give if depending on badge you'll go to the NHS. I was put. I was put to the NHS. Then, then you go and see a doctor, like a a doctor. Then that's when I got diagnosed or chemically diagnosed with depression. And then they, um, trying to think, they then you have a chat, another chat with this other, like go and see the doctor a couple of times. That's how you're doing. He'll, he'll give you. A, Something to do. I mean, it gave me antidepressants, but I never. I didn't take one. I, I natural. I just wanted to be. But I don't. I don't want to be all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sports, yeah. I think. Antidepressants. I just wanted to be me. I wanted to do it for me. Um. You then go and see. So you still see the doctors within that. Within the NHS. And then they give you a um a like a I guess like a counselor maybe guidance office guidance is that the right word counselor? So it wasn't I wasn't walking into the sofa and then that wasn't happening. Yeah, nothing. I mean, yeah, that would be great, wouldn't it? But yeah, it wasn't like that. It was uh so I walked so then I've got like six appointments, but during that six appointments, that was, I guess I saw a sight of that was nearly the end. But then I think that's when I started to plan, plan my own way out. Yeah. Not my own way out. Was that with like, the aid of the recovering. doctors or is that something you decided to like, take up upon yourself? Take Such up as what? what did a little you bit of the doctors. I mean, I did learn a few things, but... Well, I think the most important one is to learn is to think about it, but without being okay. So how how do you how do you personally achieve that? Are you, you know, I guess going to coaching, you reflect on it. That's how I did it. I reflected and I just said, what what maybe three things I could have done better there. I just kept it real simple. Something that I could probably permit. Um, I'm trying to think of the word there. Not not adjust, but something where I could obviously I, I know what to do in terms of something I'm familiar with. Yeah, that's the word. So I can go. So obviously yeah. with coaching, I know you do your, your talks, you reflect on your coaching sessions. I just try to say, look, okay, what went well. I mean, it wasn't things that did go well because it wasn't a lot. Obviously, I guess the talks and all that were great. It was after, and then what I could have done in those situations, and obviously hindsight, obviously is a 
as a beautiful thing, but yeah, what I could have done there. Um, I don't try and dwell on too much of the, the bad stuff. What's that? I try to do like a shit sandwich. Okay, yeah, yeah. So a good point, a shit point, and a good point. Um, and then yeah, and then, and then I just move on. Because yeah, I mean, I think about it. I think the other day I went for a run past of where I tried to. Oh really? Wow, that's at my lowest. I didn't even think about fantastic. it. I just ran straight past it. It was only this morning. I was thinking about it actually this morning because obviously I never were doing this. You're too focused on beating like, oh, your PB. That's why. I didn't even think. <laughs> was, yeah, it's just focused on getting home, mate. It was like, <gasps> just, but um, I think I think that's another thing as well. So we're talking about like exercise and that. I just, I just had yeah. no time because exercise. When I did exercise, I felt good. But well, I mean, my schedule was horrendous. I was Monday all day at work, and then I was coaching Monday evening. Mm. Tuesday I was at uni all day, and then you got obviously Cheltenham in the evening. Wednesday I think I'd like work, and then I'd game with the university, and then training at Cheltenham. Thursday was uni all day, then Cheltenham. Friday all day working, and then I was coaching in the evening. Saturday I was working in the morning, so I don't. And then Sunday, yeah, that same schedule crazy in the sense that there's only one opportunity to spend time on yourself, spend time doing something you want to do. Yeah, spend time to do anything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, and to be fair. Mm. It wasn't exercising. I didn't want to exercise. But I mean, obviously, that, that there was a that was a point of reflection was the schedule. So that's why. Also, uni finished. Um, so that that was done. Like I said, I left two roles there. It just freed up so much time. Just worked. I think yeah, just worked during the day and then the So yeah, loved it. After that. But. Obviously, going back to yeah. Obviously, that helps. So you have your like six sessions, and I didn't enjoy those sessions. And I think that's when I probably started so to look at. What was it about the myself. sessions that you didn't enjoy? Oh, so yes, yeah, so I told you this the other day, didn't I? So I, I've walked in. She, no, she was a lovely woman. I've walked in. Like she wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to sound racist, but she wasn't English. But so there was communication barriers. But she was no, she was a really nice woman. And then she, at first, it was all right because she was saying, "This is what we're going to do," and everything great. And then she, uh, on her chair, spins around onto the computer, and then starts <laughs> typing in on Google. Yeah, that's crazy. Like worksheets. <laughs> but it's like it was, it was like, yeah, it wasn't yeah. like two finger things. Do you know, like the one finger typing. It's painfully slow. There's a pause between every letter she was typing in, and you're just watching and <laughs> typing oh, it I in. I ended up helping her out. Yeah, and then the printer didn't work. I was yeah. like, oh, fucking hell. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And then you're looking at her for the whole lesson, Gan. What is going on here? Yeah. Because then, then she doesn't know what it is because she's reading through it as well. 
So you're both you're both actually doing it together. Not she's not going no when you it's like yeah, it's not yeah. like um, teaching or coaching where you're going. Look, this is what we're going to learn today, and then they teach you it. You're literally both sitting there, and she's going, and then she'll read it to herself and read it and go, yeah, yeah. So this this is what this means. Yeah, like, what? yeah. You don't need a I, session. I could tell you that you you've got Google yourself. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, and like she clicked on something. Like I said like the printer didn't work, so she had to do something with that. You're just sitting there, like thinking, like it's not, like that's not. I don't not say she's unprepared. Maybe I was thinking about it, maybe because they probably saw that I was on the men. They so maybe she maybe knew or yeah, yeah. Know, like maybe this is her experience or something like that. And maybe, but like I said she was a lovely woman. But um, yeah, can't. It was like. Yeah, I guess maybe that my mind. I'm not a parent, but I can imagine the best thing is when okay. you do the kids' homework together with the kids, and the yeah. parents have no idea what's going on either. So you're both doing it together. Yeah, that, 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 that's that makes the impression sense. I got. I'm sure there's people out there that will be able to relate to that. Yeah, at first I thought she was having a joke when she got on Google. <laughs> yeah, not like, a my no, damn. No, this happening. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, so that was, um, that was the uh, experience. And then she, she did it every other week as well. So I was like, oh. I mean, I, I mean, I laugh at yeah, it now yeah. because it was, it, I mean, you would, you'd laugh at it. It was funny. But obviously, yeah, so I mean, I think yeah. probably for me, lucky then I was in a better way. I was, I was good. So I was just thinking, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, like I didn't pay for this. <laughs> um, I can understand why. Yeah, it, oh, it took her twenty minutes to find it. Was... Oh, because really you only have, I think the sessions are only like forty-five yeah. minutes. And then it's like <laughs> she spent fifteen minutes of that trying to find her and another ten thing. trying to print it out. <laughs> Before you know it, it's like, oh, thanks, thanks for coming. Yeah, you're just like, oh, God. No, because it was, yeah, yeah, no, it was. Because <laughs> you, you did about three questions on it. She goes, uh, <laughs> oh, I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, good, like yeah. you said, at least now you can look good back time, at it and, and, and laugh. <laughs> But um, I, just, I just wanted to talk about like um, the mental health awareness campaigns that 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 take place, and um, wanted to get your views on them. Whether you think that they're uh, effective or not, no longer effective, but not as effective anymore, or and just get yeah, your general views on them. Really, what's happening at the moment? That there's, there's no context to it for me. It's very not no 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 sorry no no context. It's a very broad, mm. broad saying, isn't it? Like mental health awareness, uh, better lives, better like we spoke about. Um, in terms of like, like I said, you see a lot of things just talk. Like it's yeah. extremely difficult to go out and talk to somebody about what's going on. Um, it's getting like people like, like you said, like people on Facebook saying, "Yeah, like they may have may have suffered, but you don't." 
I think when I saw those posts, I still see those posts. Yeah. Like, I can go out and talk to Carol on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Just stuff like that. I think there needs to be. Uh, there needs to be. What I think people? People, need to be people that it. suffer from it. People that. Because obviously, you don't. You don't uh, uh, I think everyone really, because you don't at school, you never get taught about mental health issues. Yeah. But I guess back then you didn't really know what mental health was then. So maybe maybe things have changed now. But I think people. Like I said, you're starting to get, obviously it's starting to be more focused on social media and other outlets. So I think just I think everyone needs to be taught about it. So yeah. people that do suffer it can probably recognise it earlier. And maybe if people are taught about it, then they can recognise, okay, look, that person there's not talking or they're always looked down or they yeah. always, they, like I said, they isolate from everybody else. They might chat to somebody and just think things like that and just like I think it needs to be done more in probably football clubs. Yeah. I don't I don't think we saw a lot of that. There definitely wasn't anything like that at Charlton. Because for, for me one um aspect just, of mental health awareness that I feel could be addressed better is maybe for those living with people who have mental health issues or who are friends with people who have mental health issues. And by that, I mean, giving people in that situation some ideas towards how to broach certain subjects without sounding inflammatory to the person who's suffering from mental health issues. So, for instance, um, well, I mean, you've, yeah. you've got a story about when you you went out on a night out once and had an episode, so you, you can tell us about that. So, yeah, so I would go on, so, like, nights out, because I think that's one thing I try to do, is try to be more, try to be social, try to get out a bit more. But ultimately, I just didn't want to be there. So I would go on walks. I would leave. I think then, like, although it'd probably been easier for me to stay, so I could probably jump into an Uber with somebody. But I'd just middle of like London or wherever it is, Manchester as well. Go for a long, like, just walk. And obviously, then obviously thoughts come into you because you've had a drink. Nothing like negative in terms of trying to harm yourself, but just just negative thoughts, and then. People like people can't you and go, mm. oh, cheer up, mate. It might never happen. Or, like I said, or like, where the fuck did you go off to, and stuff like that. Where normally, when people say stuff like that, you'd laugh it off or you'd give it back, wouldn't you? But, but that that kind of stuff really, really hits you because it's, because although they're probably saying it as banter, yeah, it, it isn't. Too, you're not taking it as banter. You take it quite personal. Because you're in that fragile state, and it's not. And I think, and I think, it's probably for me, it was more annoying because you know they're, you know they're having a laugh. Yeah, that's understandable. We're joking, but you just you can't, you can't take it like that. So you couldn't take it as a fan. I just wound me up, and I guess that was probably another trigger why I probably went so a little bit lower. What would you have liked people to have said in those sort of situations 
Because oh, it's difficult because you can't. Like, yeah, it's, it's difficult. I don't think you'll ever get anywhere if you're like always going to people, you're okay. Do, do you know what I mean? There'll be no, there'll be no banter because no one will be able to say anything because you might get get upset. I think ultimately it could come down from to me. I could have, but again, like I said, it's very hard to come out and talk because I just like I, said, I just didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm. So I might, so I could have said something because I'm, I'm going through this at the moment. Do you think like a, a statement like if? Say for instance, you went for a walk, and then the next day you saw somebody like your friend, and they said, "Oh, I'm I'm here for you if you need to talk." That that may have been less inflammatory than, you know, oh, where where where, where did you disappear to last night? Hmm. I mean, yeah, that would be better. That'd be a lot better if someone said that. But obviously yeah. they don't know what's going on in your head, do they? These people that say those kind of things. So, it, it, no, it's a, it's a difficult one. It's very difficult. But, like, you just... Like I said, but if people kept saying, oh, you're okay, you could smile. But that's why I mentioned about raising awareness for people that may live with those that suffer from mental yeah. health issues and or know people and also just be aware because you know there was that big campaign um not well i suppose it was a few years back where they were saying not every disability is visible and that doesn't mean to say oh treat everyone as though they've got a mental health issue but maybe you can think about phrasing things you may say in certain circumstances so if somebody does go for a walkabout if you raise awareness that that may be a coping mechanism for people with mental health issues then maybe people will identify that as a potential coping mechanism and then may change the way in which they approach um, the, the manner in which they address you Yeah. Yeah, look, mm. I guess on me as well. It's that person who knows you as well, isn't it? Understanding you, so they might people might be if you know yeah. them well, then you you know that you, what you can say and what you can't say. I said, yeah, it's very 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 difficult to try and raise awareness. Like I said, not all disabilities are. I mean, I wouldn't say mental health is a disability. Well, some might what argue that um, that it is. But, I, I think from yeah, what you've described, yeah. you know, is it is debilitating. If it's something that's preventing you from getting out of bed, although it's not a physical um, prevention, it's still a psychological, which then affects the physical. And for, for me personally, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. And... It's just sure. like my opinion, but I I do feel as though there's a disconnect between the relation, how people relate mental health and physical health. They see them as two different things, whereas I feel that they're one in the same. And from the example that you gave, that would kind of support my feeling how the the psychological 
side of your health had a detrimental effect on the physical side of your health, i.e. making it hard to not get out of bed? No, yeah, yeah, that's a valid point. But, you know, it's easy for me to say that as somebody who doesn't suffer from mental health issues. I think, like, like then talking about that, then, like you said, that's why you need to raise awareness of verify things and and, and stuff like that. But I think, obviously, mm. I mean, definitely over the last couple of years, it's definitely the awareness and all that has risen. I think over the next five, six years, you'll see a massive improvement. But I think, what well, obviously, what doesn't in in what way do you feel that, that has an effect? I think that. Like, I just see this, like the like stuff that's posted on it. It's just, and also sometimes you just glue to, it, aren't you? So yeah, I mean, it depends what way you look at it. It's just, it's the things that you see posted on it, obviously, and then it's the uh, sometimes you. Like, how many times have you been on Facebook or Twitter, yeah. wherever it is, and you, you're on there for about half an hour, forty-five I, minutes? I have to admit that that's something it that is. I. Personally, made a conscious effort to to reduce my usage of because, like you said, I'd find Mm. myself wasting so much time going onto, say, Instagram, scrolling down, scrolling, closing both applications, and then two seconds later, I'll go back onto Instagram, refresh the feed. And then repeat the process with with yeah. Twitter, and then before you know it, you know you've wasted the best part of an hour doing that, and you haven't achieved anything. Yeah, but I'll I'll, I'll still yeah. post on it, but I won't. I'll limit my I'll usage, and, and as as I, I feel one thing that's kind of highlighted. Yeah, why it is potentially good to limit your exposure to certain stimuli or media stimuli has been this whole um, COVID-19 pandemic where people have initially were watching the news and the news feed was constantly bad news. Yeah, yeah negative. It's, mm. that's, that's what I was trying to talk about. Social media is just very negative. Although, for me, though, because when I returned yeah. back from Australia, I didn't have an English phone number till recently. So I, I literally, the only time I could um, go on social media was when I was either probably at home or Wi-Fi. But mm. obviously, which has its pros, but if you're saying happens, you're in a bit of trouble. But but that was great because I never, yeah. <laughs> great that you've you know had the the courage to talk about your journey so far and um if you'd just like to you know give us a a little trip through that journey that would be great to finish up with and then we can get into your isolation six society team
Yes, I know. Um, she was one for doing it. As I said, so, um, it was tough, but again, when you talk about it, it just makes it just makes you feel better. It really does not just saying it because mm. we're doing this podcast, but it really does lift the weight off your shoulders. <clears throat> and I, like, I feel I feel better, although I don't, I'm not affected by it now. But I was obviously quite that was quite tough to talk about, but just by talking about it, just like yeah, just just feels good. Um, so yeah, like, yeah. So obviously, I let I let it build up um, for over a year, and I think back in my mind, I knew something was going on. I just didn't cope with it, and then I was, yeah, hit rock bottom. Um, that's when I started to talk to more people. So I spoke to my parents, spoke to see the chaplain at Charlton, Charlton Network. Then that's when I got professional help. And then, <clears throat> then from there, it's just been been on been on the rise. Um, like I said, graduated from uni with a decent grade. But then, obviously, went out to Australia and coached out there. Found the love back to football. Because <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, whichever way you look at it, found the love back for QPR. Um, yeah, no, yeah, no, look, looking forward to the next chapter. Obviously, I still have low days here and there, but when I say low days, just just your average, yeah. your average day, what being low is nothing, nothing bad to be honest. But yeah, looking, you know, I said, looking forward to when this, all this is over. The um, yeah, like the coronavirus I think, I think a lot of people normal life, <sighs> yeah, because sorry, just quickly because I thought I'd suffer through this through coronavirus, but yeah, well, that's that's good. I've actually been well, all right. That is good because it has been. Not it has me. taken its toll on yeah. on many people in many <clears> different <throat> ways, and you know, having yeah, experienced yeah. yourself, yeah. I mean, with mental health issues, to not have the corona situation trigger a, another kind of low period is 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 really good. And um, just before we got into the isolation team would would you just be able to list yeah you know three or four points that you feel helped you get through your depression so one of them you mentioned was your the chaplain talked about building a social network so just a few pointers yeah so uh... Yeah, networking. Yeah, so network. So when I say networking, in terms of get a close group of people that I guess you can trust. And obviously, you're not looking for them for answers. You're just looking mm-hmm. for them, I guess, to be there just to talk to and stuff, just about anything, really. Um, I guess, sort, yeah, sort your schedule out, definitely. If you're over busy. Yeah, I guess a more of a probably sounds a bit brush but more of a, a fuck it attitude I think in a good way like if okay don't don't if you don't want to do it don't do it do you, do you know what I mean ah uh, see like where, for me I feel like I have to do things and I don't really have to that's that uh, I think that that was a big problem as well um but I would like I said I'd sort a have <clears throat> so network um Sort your schedule out. 
of what you're doing. Give you give. So sorry, when I say schedule, I mean give yourself some you time, some me time. Like that, that is really important. Right, that that mm. that really that really helped. But then I, I suppose that, that would link into the third point I, you made, done that earlier, that which was about not feeling pressured to do things that you don't have to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that would link in with that. Um, I think try and yeah. obviously stay off social media or limit social media. But obviously, social media has its good points, but also has its bad points. Um, and then just yeah, I won't say take every day as it comes because you need to have some kind of plan. Um, but yeah, just. Yeah, just just know that you are you are worth yeah. it. Like you are, everyone, people do care for you. People do love you. you. You, I know it's hard in those low points, but just remember it and say you, you can get through it, and you will get through it. Because it will make you, like I said, it's not mm. a weakness. You're not mentally weak. Yeah, hundred percent. It makes you mentally stronger. That's what it does. Yeah. So the next time you go through a rough patch, you know exactly what you're doing. Well, I think there's some real good points there. Um, and hopefully so yeah, that's what I'd say. people out there that no, are listening, um, regardless of whether you have, hopefully they've been able to take something away from, you know, your open and honest discussion about it. Well, um, you're not going to get off lightly, so you're going to yeah, have man. to give us your your isolation. So just yeah, six so... aside team. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so you just because we're obviously talking about depression doesn't mean it always has to be low. So I guess that's why we're in it. In. Um, see, this one's hard because I know people. I've, I've, I know I've... backtracking. Stop backtracking. I know words with people back there. So you obviously have a coach, and it's yourself. Now, I'm just saying, it's a coach yourself and five five sportsmen or sportswomen. A coach. See, I'm, I'm always I'm, 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 I'm stuck between two. like Ian Holloway and like Neil Bournemouth, those kind of characters. Because I just think. Well, I don't know if you got yeah, the wrong side. Yeah, but they'd be wouldn't it? That's what I'm saying because they're like crazy you guys. Eat you for it, breakfast. That's true. But... If, if you're on the right side of him, maybe like a um, coach, then I'm going to go for. Okay, um, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go through it on the way, mate, because I think that'd be a laugh. Just because, just like I said, he's crazy. I don't think he's ever had a in his life, that, that bloke. Yeah, he does come across really nah, positive. Enthusiastic about everything, and it's yeah, so I think that would be good. Um, so the start of five, then <laughs> it's got to be, I think Tyson Fury would be. Is, is he them. your stopper then? <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> well, he's, he's the one that keeps, he just keeps you 
in line, I think. So, so I take it he's playing in goal, yeah? Using him as a punching bag, if you want to. And... Uh, what, if I'd... Uh... No, he's a big lad up front. I, if he I, ever I thought you might game, use him like... Well, he's a, a big lad. I reckon he's got a great uh, touch for Jason a big Statham in the Mean Machine and be like Monk, the crazy goalkeeper. He's got a big reach as well, you know. He'd be hard to beat in the farther side, though. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, I think he's true. probably he probably is like that, isn't he? Because I don't know which one you're going to get when he wakes up. But you're, you're a, yeah, Tyson Fury. Um, I think I would have. Who else would I have? Uh, I'm trying to think of other, like not not just like football. Okay. I think Graham Stack. I'll have Graham Stack. No, I haven't. Listened have you ever before. like? If, if you listen to uh, Magic Sponge, no, okay, so they basically just one, do one funny little like, stories, and this guy is outrageous. Along with Fury and Holloway, <laughs> so you guys are going to be the band yeah, parade then. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Fury's got something about as well. So I have Graham Stack. Um, sorry, I need to write these down actually. So I've got in Holloway. In all the way. Um, Tyson Fury, we said, didn't we? Um, Graham Stack. For those who don't know, is the um, former Arsenal goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I'll then have... So I've got two more, haven't I? Um, someone like... Um, see, I've done this at Tucker's. I've been thinking about this all day and last couple of weeks because you come up with like six or seven different So now you're only thinking about balance after having um, Tyson Fury and Graham Stack. No, no, I'm not thinking about balance. Yeah. I'm thinking, do you know, it's just, you know, just coming to my head. Stone Cold Steve Austin, remember him? Oh my god, Fury <laughs> and Stone Cold Steve Austin. How great would that be? I can I can see you're going to be a team that don't concede many goals. How good would that be? Be a team that kill each other, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, if anyone manages to duck Actually, like stone the jab from Fury, they'll end up walking straight into a stone cold stunner. So. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Steve Austin. Are, we, are, are we allowing that as a like sports person? Brand yeah. themselves. And then what? One more I've got. Um, no, I, I thought you might go with. Is this where I go for balance now? Like or that? do I just go for someone outrageous? <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe that's what he's missing to sort him out. I think. Maybe. Yeah, I, well, I feel like he's a fine wine, mate. I feel like he's got better with age. Um, who do I have there? Last one. Um, actually, I'll tell you who I have. I don't know if you've heard, heard of him. Marshall no, Lynch. No, I haven't. Uh, I haven't run, heard of him. Um, running back for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. 
He's the one that um he's the one that oh, um, yeah, 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 where yeah. you know when they questioned him and he said, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Well I'd have that's him, one he's a bit of a character your team well. isn't gonna be lacking character. <laughs> so I guess uh, I always ask this one where there's a boxer in there. Who's getting laid out first? <laughs> I think Holloway can look after himself. It's me or you, Holloway. It's to you, Luke. But... <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about, son? Uh, Cut the drinks off. You're I'll like Scrappy Doo. Let me at him. Let me at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think, yeah, probably would be me or maybe Graham Stack if he. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be, I think that's a. <laughs> yeah, if you say, say so I'll be a bias, I think that's the most interesting one, mate. Oh, would you, look, what's more interesting there? So you've got. Um, so Tom Birch is part. No, not Tom Birch, I haven't put him out yet. So Dean Wixon, first one's got Roy Keane. Ray yeah. Parlour, David Seymour, Will Greenwood, Ronnie O'Sullivan, and Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, surely doesn't even compare, yeah. mate. doesn't even compare. I mean, you I don't think you'd sleep. Uh, in I this think one. the only thing that could be more boring than that is having someone like, but yeah, I don't know, Stephen Injury, and um, or was it Steve Davis and like Michael Owen and Owen Hargreaves? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, that'd be a great one. That'd be a great one having Steve Davis in there. Can you imagine yeah. that? If you walk into a room and Steve Davis is sitting there with Tyson Fury. Yeah, yeah, Steve exactly. Austin. Oh, mate. Match made in, in the middle. <laughs>